Welcome to the Fight Pit, and it's here after months of waiting. Sterling and O'Malley, UFC 292, it's finally here. We, this Saturday, will get to watch these people fight. But before we give you the breakdowns and the predictions of those fights, I gotta tell you something, all right? It's mid-August. We're almost there. We're almost there. The heat is evaporating. Heat doesn't evaporate, but it, it's leaving, it's leaving, okay? It's leaving the planet. But while it's still here, there's one thing you're going to need. And there's one thing only that will get you through the summer. And that's Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the greatest hydration multiplier, I'm not even going to say on this planet, in the universe. You know, the government just said aliens exist. They probably use Liquid IV. I'm telling you, this stuff is life-changing. As someone who lives in a very dry, hot area, you need your electrolytes, you need your hydration, and Liquid IV is the best way to get them. Thank you, Liquid IV, for sponsoring. Now let's get into these fights. All right. Marine Silva will be fighting Marina Moros in the first fight at a women's flyweight bout. All right. Now how are we feeling about this fight? All right. So to break down this fight a little bit, <clears throat> they have fought before. It was many years ago. I would like to say four, four and a half years ago. Uh, and the underdog actually won this fight, being Marina, uh, Marine Morose. Morose, is that how you pronounce that name? Whatever. Morose. But, <clears throat> yeah, Morose. She won the fight by second round armbar. Uh, since then, um, Rose has been kind of hit and miss. Uh, she's obviously in it, it. They've fought out of the UFC. Now they're in the UFC. Uh, but she's been more of a 500 fighter since she got in the UFC. While <clears throat> Silva has been doing very well recently. Uh, I think she's a way better all-around fighter. And I think she might have a little fire under her ass to get this one back. Like we just saw recently with Justin Gagey. And you see it a lot with these rematches. That they want it back. And I feel like it's going to be nothing like the first fight. I don't think she's going to get caught up in anything. They both are pretty good on the ground. I'm going to go. Kareem Silva is going to win by decision 30-27. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to go against Kareem Silva because she has the momentum on her side. And like you said, like she wants this one back. She totally wants this one back. I I definitely see a decision. I, I give I give Moreau's one round. I go 29-28 on this one. I think she's able to kind of like eke one out. Kareem Silva, it might be like third round. Maybe Silva takes it off, takes the gas off a little bit, and Moreau's kind of ekes out the third. But beyond that, I do see Silva winning this fight. She wants it more. She has the momentum on her side. Moreau's has just kind of not been able to string anything together. And it's just, yeah, no, this is this is a revenge fight for me. It's a, This is kind of an easy decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Silva by decision. Yeah, the growth these two fighters have made, it's it's exponential on one end and kind of just tampering off, tapering off, you know? So I feel like you guys kind of you guys kind of hit it on the nail, you know, probably a 29-28. Now let's move on to the next fight. Natalia Silva is going to be fighting for a top 15 spot in the UFC rankings, and she'll be doing that against Andrea Lee, ranked number 13 in the women's flyweight dis division. Gage. My bad. I didn't mean to offend you. Salt O'Malley, how do we feel this fight's going? Uh, well, Andrea Lee's coming off two years of losses in a row, which is an over-exaggeration because she only fought once in those two years, uh, twice <laughs> in those two years. 
So she's coming up back-to-back losses. And and Natalia Silva is on her second fight in the promotion of the UFC. She had a great debut with first round knockout in three minutes first uh, of the first round. So this we've seen this theme a lot lately of uh, more experienced veteran having a bad run of luck, and they're getting fed to these up and comers who had great debuts, getting real quick into the top fifteen of weight classes now. Andrea Silva, more experienced, a little longer on the reach as well. But I think coming off these two losses, she's going to be very hungry to get it in the back of the win column. But I think Natalia Silva is just off of her impressive debut. I think she builds on it. I think she comes down. Don't think it's going to be first round, but I think her striking does get her to a third round KO. There we go. You know, I might have to put that on the parlay. You know, I might have to. Yeah, it's Salt O'Malley. My, is Salt O'Malley going to be undefeated in predictions after after Saturday? Keep main card over. predictions. I I put my money on my main card predictions. <laughs> well, That's what we do. I mean, Salt O'Malley hasn't won yet, but he also hasn't lost. So I'm just saying, you know, it might be a safe <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated, <laughs> going in, undefeated coming out. Under a hey, look, the big fucking O in the loss column. All right. But let's get going into a sneakily very fun fight at a middleweight. We got Andre Petrovsky fighting Triple G's on the man, Gerald Mearshart. How do we see this going, Kyle? This one's uh, this one's kind of cut and dry for me. Andre Petrovsky is young, up and coming, hungry, and Gerald Mearshart is just the definition of a journeyman to me. He's just been... He's been busy, don't get me wrong, but he's like consistently busy and just consistently inconsistent. That's the that's the biggest thing. Like he'll put on these like really good performances and then turn around with an ugly, ugly loss. Every time he's about to like peek into the top 10 a little bit, he just gets shut down almost immediately. So I, I really just don't see this going Gerald Mearshart's way. Andre Petrovsky is vicious and he's good everywhere. He has four knockouts four submissions, one decision. And I I just don't think Gerald Mearshart can outlast the storm that is Andre Petrosky. He has done nothing but win since he's gotten into the UFC. And it's been really great to see a- after he came up on tough, he was one of my favorite, he was one of my favorite contestants last season. And getting to see him just go on this tear in the UFC has been awesome. I think he's going to keep it going. I'm going with Andre Petrosky by a second round TKO. He's gonna get it done against Gerald Mearshart. It's gonna be, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, yeah. Petrovsky's probably gonna stomp through this guy. I like Triple G. He's a he's a fun he's a fun guy. Uh, he's a fun fighter. But um, the moment he starts getting that test, he just never seems to pass, you know. But let's get into it. After a disappointing season of tough, to say the least, we've got the two tough fights. And that is at bantamweight, Brad Katona fighting Cody Gibson. And then at lightweight, we've got Austin Hubbard fighting Kurt Hollibaugh. We're going to get into Brad Katona and Cody Gibson first. Brad Katona is probably going to kind of run through this guy. If you ask me, I like Cody Gibson. I think Cody Gibson's a scrappy good fighter. But Brad Katona has been through this before. He's technical. I, I mean, he doesn't have a flaw in his game. He's just not exceptional at anything. And it's, you know, he, he just blends it all together well. He's a workhorse. You know, he just 
you know, he does not think about anything but MMA. It's just that's his, that's what he lives for. And I like Cody Gibson, but I just don't think that that work rate's going to be there uh, compared to Brad Katona. I think Brad Katona's going to be in there more prepared. He's going to know more knowledge about the game. He's going to know more knowledge about Cody Gibson than Cody Gibson's going to know about himself. And I, I just feel like Brad Katona's going to go in there and put on a show unless he gets clipped. I mean, he, he was taking some shots against Teamer. And I feel like if you're going against a bigger po- puncher, those might put you down. But then we get into, personally, a really fun fight. This might be the funnest fight we will get out of tough. And that is Austin Hubbard fighting Kurt Hollibach. I mean, these two guys, again, pressure, strong jabs, good wrestling, just a matchup for just a recipe for a banger. And I think that although Austin Hubbard is the better at mixing it all together, I think Kurt Holobaugh is so weathered and so experienced. I think that's going to show through these fights. I I, I think that's what's going to show is that he's going to be more experienced when it comes down to, and I know they're both veterans, but I feel like he's going to show his grittiness, his experience, him being in a war multiple times this season and just being prepared for another one. And although I think Austin Hubbard's going to get a contract and I think Cody Gibson's also going to get a contract, I think Kurt Hollibaugh and Brad Katona are going to be your tough winners this year. I mean, they're they're tough fights, but it's going to be hard, you know, to go against those two guys if you're me. But let's get into the next matchup, which is a middleweight bout between Gregory Rodriguez is fighting Dennis Tolulin at middleweight. This is a, this is a certified banger. All right, Kyle, how do you see this going? No, this is this is kind of my dark horse for fight of the night. This is kind of, this is going to be a lot of fun. And yes, I do think that Gregory Rodriguez deserves being such a big favorite in this fight because Gregory Rodriguez is going to win this fight. But it's going to be a really fun fight. I'd like I don't really understand why Gregory Rodriguez just kind of decided as soon as he got to the UFC, he's like, no, I'm a boxer. He has a great ground game. Like he has, he has really good jujitsu, but he has just gotten all of his wins with his hands pretty much. And like Dennis Tolulin, for what it's worth, yes, he's 10 and seven. He's only been knocked out one time and it was, you know, it was a while ago. And so you, you kind of are wondering like, is this going to be one of those like scrappy stand and bang? These guys are just going to go at it and get fight of the night because that's where I'm going with this. I do think Gregory Rodriguez is going to get a third round TKO. He's not going to be able to put Tolulin out because no one has. His only knockout loss was a TKO. And I just, I definitely see this being fight of the night. This is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it's a banger. I mean, Gregory Rodriguez is a, a synonym for exciting. So, um, looking forward to that fight. And in another middleweight banger, we've got Brad Tavares fighting against the returning after snapping his leg in half against Raya Hall. Former middleweight champion, Chris Weidman. How do we see this going, Gage? Ah, oh, man, it is. Salt O'Malley, I'm sorry. God damn right. These yeah, injuries are come by as we saw with Anderson Silva. And man, he never looked the same, but I don't think Chris Weidman is going to come back looking the same. He's 39, took two years off. And even if he was younger, that injury is no walk in the park to come back from him and start training on and fight at a higher level and taking those pounding strikes to it over and over. And I don't even think Conor McGregor is going to do it. Let's 
throw that in there with the same injury. But Chris Weidman's 39. Who knows if he's still got it in the tank? Who knows if his leg will hold up? If he's going to be tentative with it? I think Brett Tavares needs to just push the pace and get in his mind and keep using those leg kicks, keep striking down on it and get in his head and make him down himself. I think Chris Weidman loses his fight. I think, and I kind of hope that he hangs him up, lives injury free for the rest of his life and goes on to commentating analyst or something in the sport. He's been great mind, been doing it for a long time, but boring. Oh, Weidman behind the desk like, would be awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, after that, uh, after that Luke Rockhold fight, he just really, I mean, he really started to take a dip. You know, that Luke Rockhold fight was a, was a beating. So hopefully he uh, hangs him up, you know, Tony Ferguson, take notes. Um, well, God, we, see, we just keep on doing this. We keep on, uh, the last, God knows how many cards. There's just been so many fighters where like, it's time, it's time. Mm-hmm. And none of them are de- like. And it's looking at you, Tony like, Ferguson. And it's not even like a lot of these guys Please. don't have the money because like Tony Ferguson's made lots of it. You know, Chris Weidman made championship money. It's literally just they feel that they still have a chance. And we and like we as a third party perspective, just look and go, you don't. And it, it just hurts no. to say because we love Chris Weidman. We love Tony, you know, but it's just it's rough to say. But enough of the sad shit. Let's get That's into the it. next Drink fight. It off. Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Hey, Marlon Vera fucking sucks. He's going to get beat by Pedro Munoz, all right? Chino Vera's not that good. He's really not. I mean, people really are riding the Rob Font and O'Malley win. Got the fuck beat out of him by Sean O'Malley. Landed one good leg kick. Shut him down. Props, though, all right? Rob Font is a punching bag. Love Rob Font. Best jab. He's a fucking punching bag. He, he gets, he, he, I mean, he has. Hold up. Hold no, up. No, 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 no. There was no. No, 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 no. You're up. fucking, that is a gets, joke this, of a take, Connor. No. Rob Font, l- listen. Rob Font, every fucking fight looks like he's been through a meat grinder, okay? Bro. The guy has no striking defense. His striking defense is a jab, okay? I'm sorry. You can look at me like that. You, you can look at me like that, all right? This man, dude, Corey Sanhagen. Like the only way he gloves. beat Rob Font was by taking him down again and again and again. Granted, and, he broke shit. I'm not saying he's supposed to wipe the floor with Rob Font. All I'm saying is Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera beat the fuck out of a punching bag. I'm not impressed. Yo, you are not calling Rob Font a fucking can. I'm not impressed with first of all, first of all, Marlon Vera is good. No, he's not. No, he's not. I mean, he's not. Marlon Vera is solid. He's not like, he's, he's not going to be clear. a champion, but Marlon he's solid. Vera, Marlon Vera loses to Aljamain. Yeah, the champion. Got fucked up by Corey Sanhagen. The bantamweight goat. Corey Sanhagen. Piotr Jan beats him. Yeah. Marab fucking trashes him. Pedro Munoz is going to out leg kick the guy. You're talking I mean, you're top five like ranked fighters. Top, he's he's the top he's five of the division. His fucking job is to fight top five people. He... Is gonna fucking lose, and you guys are gonna look silly because Pedro Munoz is fucking good and is winning by decision. I'm not saying Pedro Munoz is gonna win. Marlon Barrett does not have a three-round fighting style. He doesn't even have a five-round fighting style because if you overload the database, he crumbles. Pedro Munoz one does not get fucking tired. Two does not throw three things. All right, which is what Rob Font does. Those are one, two, three. That is Rob Font's entire fucking arsenal. One, two, three. That is it. 
Pedro Munoz has like eight things he throws at you. I'm telling you, listen. You're, Chino Vera can only, the only looks good against guys who have three things or two things in their arsenal. You're that is it. He's not taking Munoz pick. down. And if he does there take Munoz no down, way. Munoz is submitting him. You are completely ignoring the fact <laughs> that Pedro Munoz had his chin destroyed by Cody Garbrandt. I don't like Marlon Barrow is going to knock Cody out Garbrandt's Pedro a Munoz. massive puncher. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you right now. Pedro Munoz, I, I that look. chin got cracked there. Look, boys, just listen. All right. Bro, Marlon Barrow's got a five inch reach, is six years younger, and didn't get rocked in the jaw. Like it was nothing. What do you mean? Like, how are you Marlon just, Vera, are you really just counting that Marlon Vera has, like, no chance to win this when he was slated to win against Henry no Cejudo? No, you're saying he's, he's garbage. garbage. I'm not saying he has no chance. I'm just saying how I feel about Cheeto Vera. I like Cheeto. I think Cheeto's a great fighter, a funny dude, a likable dude, right? He he's not fighter. that fucking good to be top almost five. This guy was about to fight Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo would have fucking murdered this man. All right. Henry Cejudo yeah. would have left this guy in the fucking dumpster. And Pedro Munoz is going to out leg kick this guy. He's so you're saying Pedro Munoz is comparable with Henry Cejudo right now. And his last fight being Corey Sanhagen. Who fucking clowned him? Who clowned Because it's Corey Sanhagen. Corey, who clowned bro, him? Bro, you are selling Marlon I'm not Bear selling, all low. right? What has Cheeto done? He beat a 37-year-old Cheeto with five. He beat a 37-year-old Dominic Cruz who was boxing him up, all right? He got fucking smoked by Corey Sanhagen and didn't throw shit and still somehow got a split, all right, when he got the fuck beat out of him for five rounds. He got 50, look, I'm going to say it how it is. He got 50-43, 50-42'd by Corey Sanhagen, okay? No one's agreeing he got with clapped, you, but Corey Sanhagen right? should be fighting for a title. No, he shouldn't. Bro, wow. how does your take get worse? How does he it get lost worse? to Yoder Yan. He lost so to Yan. No, 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 no. Oh my if God. you lose to Yan, all right, Aljamain beat Yan fucking twice, all right? You need to move on. You need to move on from Piotr Yan, all right? He's not that into you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like... First things first, okay? Me and Peter Pan text on the daily, okay? <laughs> second thing second, all right? This is my prediction, okay? My Yeah, no, and I'm hijacking it because it's bullshit. Don't listen to Tito him. Tito Vera is Marlon losing. Vera is going to win this fight. Ignore them. Pedro Munoz, ignore them. Pedro Munoz. But he's like, they're in the same category. They're neither of them are fighting for a championship. Marlon Vera's younger, better, healthier. How young do you Pedro guys Munoz think Marlon is gonna get knocked out? Bro, what the fuck? Look at Pedro Munoz's last what the yeah, Marlon Barrett is going to lose. I'm, I'm just going to say oh, how he's okay. going to lose. Dick. He's got All a cool right. head tattoo. I'll give him his credit, but he's losing by decision probably 30, 27, 29, 28. He's not a three-round fighter. He's not going to beat a guy with a better gas tank in three rounds. He's just not. Uh, not he's not going to beat a guy who's not a fucking punching bag. Pedro Munoz is sneakily pretty good at fucking defense, who which Rob Font isn't. I don't care what you guys say. Rob Font has no fucking defense, Okay. No fucking defense. He doesn't. And you know he doesn't, okay? You know he doesn't. He fought Adrian Giannis for like three minutes and still looked like he got put through a fucking blender, okay? I didn't say anything. Giannis is a boxer. Like, that's all he does. DeMond Blackshear is fighting 
<laughs> Mario Batista. No, no, no. We're not dumb. No, no. no. Get out of here. Rob better put the title of this prediction short. Mario hey, hey, Vera. Rob, Rob, make sure you put this part in. I'm Munoz. saying this with my fucking heart, all right? Because a year from now, these people are going to fight, and I'm going to predict the winner right fucking now on August 16, 2023. Mario Batista is going to smoke Cheeto Vera in the near future. Okay. All right. Mario Bautista, Mario Batista is going to go. smoke Cheeto Vera in the near future. Mario Great. Batista will be fighting for a title in three years. Great. Marlon Vera is fighting Pedro Munoz. I, I'm just, I'm just, I look, okay. I'm, I'm just letting you know. He's he's losing to both of them. Okay. No, he's not. He's losing out to of one the, of them. Out of the fucking 35 bantamweights on this card, he loses to half of them. All right. Bro, what? What are you on, dog? I'm, I'm saying he loses to Munoz, he loses to Batista, loses to O'Malley, loses to Aljamain. He beats both tough contenders and Demon Blackshear. Get to the fucking next fight. Mario Batista on short notice is going to be fighting Demon Blackshear, who just got one of the craziest submissions in UFC history, and one of the rarest ones, a twister. Which, as someone who's been put in a twister, um, that shit hurts and is not easy to get. How he got it, insane. But he is fighting Mario Batista, who is on the come up. How do we feel about this fight? Well, I'll start over here, Kyle. Uh, I think uh, Blackshear coming off, what, I think a, a week, not even, when he steps on the scale. I think... He didn't suffer enough damage last fight to really have like that looming in the back of his mind that you know could somehow affect him going forward. And I think it was great for him to take this short notice. And yeah, he got a submission for three minutes, forty-three seconds, forty-seven seconds. Took sixteen shots. Was over quick. He Sorry, really didn't. He really didn't take. So anything. I think he could no. do this. I think he's still in great camp shape. I think he's a good matchup, so he didn't have to worry about different uh, style going into it. I think he's going to overwhelm him on the ground. Honestly, I don't know if he'll get another submission, but I see him getting the points off the takedowns and the ground control time that he'll probably win a decision. You know, I, I respect it, but you're wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into another short notice fight. But both of these short notice fights are still very good. Now, another short notice fight, but don't let that fool you. Ian Gary, who is a up-and-coming star, it feels like, is fighting his biggest test and no slouch. And I will not tolerate the slander. Neil Magny. This is a tough matchup for both of them. How do you see this going, Sean? First, I love that Neil Magny took this fight. You got the hype of Ian Gary, and on top of it, he was preparing for a boxer in Joff Neal. So you got Neil Magny like, hey, I can sneak in here. I'm a BJJ and wrestling specialist. I could try to pick him off and get the hype behind me again and then possibly fight one guy and see if I can get to a title shot. Then you got Ian Gary that's like, I don't give a shit. Let me fight whoever I want. He almost – he has – I actually like the hype around him. A lot of people like – like have like oh Hamzad or like a Bo Nick or someone like is their hype guy that they think is going to be champion real soon. I think Ian Gary in the next two years could be 
champion of this division. I it, do we get to see hey, listen, his wrestling? Get their guy. Mine's Tom Aspinall. That Tom, yeah, Tom. Well, I think Tom's everyone in God's green earth thinks Tom Aspinall is like, a champion. He's gonna be champion. John Jones yeah. is going to retire at the perfect time because yeah, Tom because Aspinall he doesn't. Yeah, he's not gonna smoke him. Yeah. Uh oh, we got one person. Someone's over there being salty. Ignore him. Oh. Ignore him. I oh, am oh, Salt O'Malley. <laughs> we were talking about it's fucking like Eve Gary and Neil Magny. Who's with I, I, I'm really excited to see how good um, Ian Gary's ground game is because this will be the test. Because you look at all the top guys, other than, um, other than the champ, all of them are wrestlers, all of them. So it's like if he can handle this real easily. Now you know he is a true, like, contender. And I'm going to go with the hype. I'm going to get in the bandwagon. I'm going to say Ian Gary's even going to possibly go to the ground with him after hurting him and get on top and ground and pound TKO. Ian Gary, second round. My pick. You know, I like I, that. I'm going I, with that, too. I, do I like agree that. with that, yeah. I agree with that. If it was a full camp, I think it would take Neil Magny. But you brought up a great point. Outside of Leon Edwards, this division is a bunch of grapplers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you've got Colby, you got Usman, you got Bilal. I mean, these are great wrestlers. you got Gilbert, mm -hmm. who if you go to the ground, you're risking life. You know, you've got to make sure your ground game is elite in this division or make it to where it's almost impossible to get you to the ground. Because you're fighting the best of the best on the ground. I mean, this is the best wrestling division in MMA. And this is your big test. Will he pull through? We'll see Saturday. But let's get into so the I'm going to go against y'all and say, you know, Magby by decision. Gage, you know I, saw, I saw you cooking something over there. Oh, I saw yeah. you cooking something it, over there. I mean, I it's, going off, it's going off history. Unless Ian, Ian Gary out of nowhere has great takedown defense. But if he if he does, go down him. If you just have that in the bag at all times being in the division, then, yeah, you are definitely top five right well, now. Who's his him. main training partner? Do you know whose tra main training partner is? No, I don't off the top of my head. Gilbert Burns. That's yeah. Uh, I don't think he was. That's really... his main training partner for Jeff it's Gilbert Burns. A guy I don't to think he's looking sure for Jeff you're good on the ground. It's Gilbert. Yeah. That's that's like, why that's a, a, that's why I'm so much on this hype train because his stand up is beyond phenomenal. Yeah, no, and then like, you have someone like Gilbert Burns in your back pocket for the ground game. No, oh. That's what I'm saying. If he had a full camp of him grappling with Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Probably taking Ian Gary. Like yeah. Not at ten times. But I think history shows on short notice, grapplers beat the strikers because they get taken to the ground. Look at when P. Jorge Mazadal for Camaro got dusted. Dusted, mm -hmm. yeah. Those hands drop when you get scared of the takedown. They yeah. they have to because you won't be yeah. able to stuff it without them lower. I so mean, it's, it's like, just Ian going Gary off history. Nothing against Ian Gary. I'm like, proud for him for taking yeah. the fight, too. Like, big ups on that for taking a wrestler after training for one of the best strikers in your division. If you really Good look at it, him. though, I feel like it's kind of a win-win for Ian Gary because you win the fight, you know. Lose. I mean, if you win the oh, fight, no, you're borderline top win -win 10, him, and you get sure. a fight, you know, a, a borderline contender. If you lose the fight, you still have leverage to be like, hey, can I still get that Jeff Neal fight? Can I rematch Neil, yeah. Neil Magny? Can I still push top 10? Because a I loss think to Neil Magny yes is not bad. Losing to Neil Magny does not mean you are bad. All no, right? especially on short notice. Especially on short notice. So, but I, if he does pull out the take the defense and has it and wasn't even training for it, 
that's dangerous. Like that yeah. is a dangerous man, right? And there. He's a big so, guy. I mean, it's if, not. He's gonna, not a small it's, dude. It's not going to be looks it, but he's, down, small he's dude. just a big, big dude for welterweight. If so, Dean Gary wins this fight and finishes him, I think his next fight will be Bilal Muhammad. That's just, a bad just makes, That's. Uh, I think that's a little much. But that's that, that's a, that's, a, that's the only here. fight that makes sense because he's a guy that's top three or four. Doesn't have a match. Um, he's not going to fight Gilbert. He is a Colby's doing with Leon. Kamaru's just floating around there. Do you really want to take on Kamaru? You want to avoid Kamaru to get to the belt, really, to be yeah. honest. Uh, so or he beats Kamaru and then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like with Ian Gary's situation, uh, obviously he won't fight Gilbert. Um, I, I Bilal might not take that fight. Bilal might be in a position oh, he where he's like, oh, he no, will. I have fought. No, I think everybody. Bilal either takes Kamaru or title takes shot. Belt. And Bilal does deserve his title shot. I think if Ian Gary wins. If I'm Ian Gary, I'm calling out Wonderboy, Michelle Piera, and that's it. Those are the only two people I'm doing. Because I want a fight that gets attention on me. And if you lose to Wonderboy, you lost to Wonderboy. He's the best striker we've ever seen. You lose to Michelle Piera, which you probably won't. But you're guaranteed to have fireworks with both of them. I think that's a perfect fight for him. If you win this fight, if you win it by knockout... That's kind of a step down. I want eyes though. on me. I want eyes looking at me before my title shot, and I want to put I on a banger fight. Think going off that, if he puts Neil Magny out quick and can like jump back into a camp, I would see him at the John Jones Stipe fight, trying to fight like Wonder Boy who oh, just Madison came Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that was not a great payment and not fighting. Dana White could be like, all right, <clears throat> then fucking fight. There you go. And Ear Gary Wonderboy, that's gonna be a main card fight. That's a, a beautiful fight, fight. Yeah. And and Ooh, and, and let's say like Wonderboy and Michelle Pierre gets rebooked. Kevin Holland seems willing to fight fucking anybody. I know he's booked. He just got booked. But that dude will fight legitimately oh, I, anybody. Kevin Holland's slowly creeping to my top five active fighters. Just it's it's, it's great. But let's oh, get into the co-main. We've got maybe the best women's fighter in MMA right now with Wei Li. I mean, she is incredible. exists. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think say, don't her. even. I think Whaley would beat her. I do. No. I think Whaley is Rose Namajunas has entered the chat. Um, Rose Namajunas landed one fucking knockout kick. Okay. And then won a decision, five rounds. I know, but I, 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 I really think Whaley. I think Whaley is. She's a great incredible. Fighter, yeah. She's an, she's and, incredible. I think she's the he's best women's fighter on the planet right now. I, I think she's the best women's fighter on the planet. But it's not just my word. We got three people else, okay? Sean, who's winning this, man? Who that is winning? Is, is it Amanda Lemos or Wei Li? Oh, uh, Shang Wei, Wei Li is going to win this fight easily. It'll be quick. It won't. It, the only thing is that Lemos has is some power. The submissions ain't going to be an issue because if you've watched Zhang Wei, Wei Li, her last when she won the title, it was on the ground by submission. She's her game is getting better every fight, and I don't think the argument really about this fight at all is who's winning this fight. It's more about is there someone in this division that can beat her now? Is Rodnam Yunus still able to beat her? Is Tatina Suarez? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I don't know what she's in a loony bin Baker acted. I don't know what the fuck's going on with her, but still, uh, but, I, but you have Tatina Suarez like that, like that's legitimately those, like one of the questions we talked about, 
was like, is like, is Tatina Suarez going to be the next champion? Do we hand her the belt? But I think there's a three-headed monster if one of them gets their head back on their shoulders. And um, so this fight, no offense to Lamos, but you have no chance. Zero chance. It'll be a finish. It will be quick. It'll either be first or second round. It will be very quick. I. It could be submission. It could be standing. Zhang Wei Li is going to dominate her. This will be very quick. So I can't say she has no chance because... And she is she is a very rare breed of women MMA fighters. You don't see people like her very often in women's MMA. She is one of the few that can put people out with one punch. She is yeah. one of the five fighters. And, well, no, Amanda retired. Four fighters that can just put you out with one punch. So I'm not going to say she has no chance. Because if she clips Wei Li, it could just be done. Yeah. But it's not a great matchup. Gage. I. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. I think this is shit terrible to say, but this is just like a title defense, not set up to Whaley, just kind of going through her emotions. If she doesn't get clipped by one of those rare power shots that like catch her off guard, I think she's technically sound as any fighter. And knows her game. We'll stick to her game. We'll change levels if she needs to. If she feels she has an edge on the feet, she'll keep it. She'll keep the pressure and just pound her to the ground. If she feels like it's iffy on the feet, she'll just take her down. And I think she does take her down. I think she uses her grappling advantage. I think she submits her in round three. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's hard to argue against someone like her. Kyle, how we take it, man? It's, 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 it seems like it's going to be a unanimous decision here with us. It's easy money. It's it's way late every day, every day of the week, twice on Sunday, three times on Saturday. She is going to wipe the floor with Amanda Lemos. I'm going with a third round TKO win for John Whaley. This is, you know, this is going to be her belt until Tatiana Suarez fights her pretty much like there's or that's it. Man, that's the fight we all want. Gosh, I, I we all that's, just want. That's to all fight. there is left. Just make it happen. Yeah, the whole but, the whole from Amanda Nunez is. <laughs> and like that's Deep. the thing. Like that's why Amanda Lemos is fighting for a title. Is because the top of the division is so. It's like Strawweight is so like top heavy because like no one's beating Zhang. No one really. You don't really see anyone beating Tatiana Suarez. And it's so easy for people to like really quickly climb the rankings that way. And that's how you get Amanda Lemos in the co main event yeah, fighting for a championship. It's, it's, I mean, she don't, I mean, I'm not going to hate on her because she is a good fighter. She's exciting. All right. But if you look at the contenders, I know Rose lost to Jessica, but then she smoked her. Tatiana Suarez smoked Andrade. Whaley knocked Andrade out. And Lemos got choked out standing standing arm trial triangle by Andrade. I mean three fights it, ago. Three fights ago. I'm not gonna say I mean it's it it's gonna be Whaley in my opinion. I think it's gonna be a pretty easy pick. But I mean, don't be shocked if Lemos just clips like, her the, and puts the her elite, out. elite women fighters or a head and shoulders above the competition. I agree. I, th- I mean, I only think there's two elite fighters. I don't think Rose is elite, if I'm honest. I uh, mean I, I wasn't I even counting Rose in that. Or I respect that, but Let's get into the main event. This is sneakily. I know people have it very heavy one way. This is sneakily a close fight. And people aren't wanting to admit it because one of the guys, both of them are polarizing. 
All right, you've got Sean O'Malley and Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight title fight. I'm going to start it with Kyle. Finally. All right. You've got... Hey, you better give salt on that that last look. <laughs> you've got debatably pushing for GOAT status at bantamweight, fighting against one of the biggest hype trains at bantamweight we've ever seen. Who will be taking? So you sl you slipped debatable goat status in there. I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. I really don't know if we're there yet. He has beat a who's who. Like, don't get me wrong. He has beat a lot of really, really great, great fighters. But I think that, you know, Algermain still has to make that, like, statement win of, like, no, nah, I'm the champion. This is mine. Like, fuck you. This is, this is mine. And I don't know if that's necessarily happened yet it kind of i mean it kind of happened against tj dillashaw but like tj dillashaw was on the comeback and you're TJ like tj dillashaw also didn't have a right shoulder it didn't have a right shoulder it didn't have the steroids you know it, it was a little bit harder for him that he couldn't he couldn't have those uh those little extracurricular mommy's little helpers but I do think that Aljamain Sterling is going to make a statement win against Sean O'Malley. It's it's way closer than people want to admit. It like, yes, yeah, Sean O'Malley has a chance. Yes, yeah, Sean O'Malley can knock out Aljamain Sterling. Do not get it twisted. That can absolutely happen. But I think Aljamain Sterling is hungry for that like statement making title win because it's still so much of like, oh well, Piotr Jan, you know, you kind of eked out a decision, and then the DQ knee is what everyone holds over his head, which. It was an illegal strike. Just don't throw the illegal strike. That's just simple. And yeah, it sucks that a champion gets crowned that way, but like that's how it goes. And then he turned around and defended it. Yeah, it was it was fine. Speaking of like fine performances against Piotr Jan, and I don't know if Sean O'Malley like he didn't look the best against Piotr Jan. I'll just say that like he looked good, but that wasn't his best. I don't think. And yes, Piotr Jan is a world-beating talent, but I do think that Sean O'Malley just has a tiny bit more to refine, just a little bit more. And I saw that in the Piotr Jan fight a little bit. There's just like, he's not there yet. He will be, but in my mind, he's just not there yet. So we're taking Aljo? I'm taking Aljo. I'm taking I Aljo. Expected. Sean, who are we taking in this one? All right. Um, I'm going to go Aljamain Sterling. I'm going to make this one also another quick fight. I think I'm going to go exactly what Aljamain Sterling said. He said second round, ground and pound TKO. I'm going to agree 100% with the champ. I BJJ ain't going to really help you here against Aljamain Sterling. Uh, he's, he's a beast anywhere in the ground. So Sean O'Malley is going to get absolutely destroyed. So, Man. yeah, not, not much to say on this one. statement, but... I think we all know who Salt O'Malley's going for, but just in case he wants to be a uh, you know a little little surprise box, who are you so, taking? So, uh, as a fellow New Yorker to uh, one Algermain Sterling, um, I've been following him for a long time, coming out of New York and watching his fights closely, uh, getting hyped up by a couple guys I know who watch and train. Uh, he, he is so underrated in his own division, in his own company. It's not even funny because of an illegal strike and a fight he was losing. That he didn't even throw. Like, I mean, he, I mean, Aljamain didn't throw the illegal strike and gets shit for the illegal yeah. strike. 
I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. Thanks for clarification on that. Oh, oh, say, yeah. oh, that was an illegal strike. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was illegal. It was illegal. Yeah, like, no, it didn't happen. Then to beats Piotrion and a decision. Clean as a whistle. That, like, wasn't even that close in reality. Uh, then beats TJ Dillashaw, beats Henry Cejudo. Pete, and if you go back further from his championship run, it'd be Corey Sanhagen, Pedro Munoz, anyone and everyone to get there. And then still. What champion has defended his title five times and has zero respect for it? None. None. It is ridiculous, to say the least. Sean O'Malley's only threat is on the, uh, is standing up. Sean even knows it. He said it. He's been training for it. I'm going to fight like it's life or death to keep his arms off of me. Because he knows it is. It is life or death. If he goes to the ground, it is death. And I think he goes to the ground. I think he gets tired round three, going right to cusp of championship rounds. And he's going to go to the ground. And Aljamain Story is going to strangle the life out of him. Like, there it it's going to be just that slow, anaconda-like temperament with just squeezing the breath out of his lungs with a body triangle, getting positioned around the back, and just going to be a rear naked choke. Wow, Ooh, that's, that's nasty. I know. Aljo has done it before. There's man, plenty but... of tape of him doing exactly that. He did it to Corey Sanhagen. He's a very okay. well-rounded fighter who gets no respect for these facets of the game. Yeah, well, Sean O'Malley is undeserved. He deserves all the respect in the world, and he gets none because of a strike that he didn't even fucking throw. So, but... to summarize, there is no sugar. There's only salt, and Sean O'Malley has no chance if he can't stay off the ground. Well, he's the best striker in the division, but he will have zero chance if he can't stay off the ground. So, let me just say this before I give the official prediction. Aljo beat Piotr Young clean as a whistle. So did Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley beat Piotr Young clean as a whistle. He beat him. All right? You can say a it's a controversial decision all you want. It's a, it's a close Piotr fight, too. but it's a it's clear a win for Sean Piotr O'Malley, Piotr if you ask me. Yeah, right? Piotr Young's kind of on the decline, let's be real. Like, not, like, terrible, but he's, like, I mean, we're acting like Piotr Young's losing to fucking scrubs, okay? He isn't. He's He's not, but he's still losing a step. He can't hang with the top. I think he's been figured out. I think if you just, I think people are figuring out that you just need to overload him, and if you just pop him a couple times with some power and then continue to overload him, he's gonna, he's gonna back off. But I know you guys are expecting the unanimous for Aljo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, as 50-50 as I am on this fight, uh, I love Aljamain. He's a great fighter. He's a hilarious fighter. Um, but I'm going to take Sean O'Malley. I knew uh, you were giving him too many compliments. You were giving Aljamain too many compliments. I, I, I mean, I think they're both actually incredibly underrated. Aljamain is the most disrespected champ for no reason. He should be top five pound for pound. And if you disagree, you are wrong. Okay. Sean O'Malley is very good. And I think he has a very clear way of winning. And I think he has a very clear way of losing. But I think he's going to figure it out. I think he's really shifty. He's not easy to get a hold of. All right. Because the re- every time Young got a hold of him, it's because he popped him with a, with a big shot. Aljamain doesn't present that. So I'm going Sean O'Malley. I'm going to go by second round TKO. Uh, if it goes to decision, Aljamain's winning. But I'm going to go second round TKO. I think... Uh, I think yeah, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think O'Malley... I think the first round's going to be a fucking snooze fest. Uh, and it's going to be O'Malley throwing push kicks, a jab, leg kick, and that's it. I think it's going to be Aljamain just fainting the takedown. Aljamain's not- shorter, but his reach isn't 
it's an inch shorter. Like, it's not a Yeah, but either. when you're short and you have a long reach, that eliminates it. All right? Because you're having to punch up, so you're covering less ground. All right? Reach when you're fighting a taller guy does not matter if you have the reach advantage. It evens out. O'Malley's going to win this. Uh, if you ask me, I mean, I like Aljamain. I won't be shocked if he wins. I won't be shocked if O'Malley wins. But let's wrap this up real quick. Everybody say deuces real quick because Liquid IV is waiting for us to drink. We need to drink our Liquid IV. It's hot. It's dry. I'm dehydrated. There we go. Some Liquid IV. Thank you all for watching. Uh, go uh, lock in these picks for your parlay. Deuces. With Booker and Beal. So the question is, of these, their draft was fine. It was, you know, it was fine.